Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirstie Call. Together, we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Feeling stuck in your writing journey? Kirstie Call, therapy-trained life coach for creatives, can help you get the drama out of your life and onto the page. Visit KirstenCall.com, that's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com for a free consultation today. Hey, Kirsty. Hey, Kim. Got any guilt for your thoughts? <laughs> Actually, yes. I'm thinking about how much I love light and how Hanukkah embodies so many beautiful lessons. Also, the dreidel song. It's just going through my head. I don't actually know the words, but you know. <laughs> I don't know the words either. I know. But that song, I think we will now be singing. Well, all of us will now be singing for the rest of the day, which is actually perfect because today's book is Mendel's Hanukkah Mess Up, written by Hannah and Larry Steeple and illustrated by Daphna Awadish. This book is filled with so much humor and heart and the important reminder that mess ups aren't always bad. We're excited to talk with Hannah, Larry, Daphna, and their editor, Lily Rosenstrike. Let's get started. Hannah and Larry, where did you get the idea for this story? So um, for many years, I was writing like uh, Jewish Bible stories and holiday stories at first for my kids. And then it became like a blog and an obsession where I was writing about a story a week for a few years. And this uh, one time, Hannah went away for eight days uh, on Hanukkah to visit her parents in Israel. And so I wrote eight Hanukkah stories in eight days. Oh, wow. wow. This was story number one. <laughs> wow. You know, if you tell picture book authors that he wrote eight stories in eight days, nobody would believe you. But he Right? Did. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. So how did you decide to then take that story and turn it into a picture book? Okay, great question. So there was something about this story that I just loved, and it had that kind of like picture book quality to it. Uh, and 
even like the arc of a picture book, you know, like a mm-hmm. hero's journey kind of thing. So that's what appealed to me. And I knew that I had this feeling that kids would love it too. So that's how Yeah. And so much heart. It has so much heart to it. I love that. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's well, so much Lily, fun. What was it about the story that made you want to acquire it? Well, first and foremost, uh, Mendel himself. I mean, he is so positive through all his trials and tribulations. <laughs> he has such a positive outlook. His community-mindedness, I loved. And also his joy in his Jewishness. I just thought it was so refreshing. And, you know, personally for uh, Kalanio Books, you know, our goal is to really ex- uh, help families uh, explore the diverse mosaic of children of Jewish practice and people. And, you know, whether, you know, we've, we've done this with all different manner of uh, Jewish communities like Uganda, Misraki, and, you know, honestly, Orthodox Judaism is really a, this hidden gem. We tend to avoid it in uh, children's literature a lot. And sometimes when you do see it, it's sort of misrepresented. So it was very important to us to show an accurate representation um, as part of the diverse landscape of Jewish practice uh, for Jews and for non-Jews. So um, that was important to us. So this book was perfect. It's so much fun. (laughs) It is. It is so much fun. It really is. Well, what was your illustrator selection process like? I would say it was collaborative and long. (laughs) 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 We went through so many, but when we saw Daphna's it's something about her line and her, it was so funny. Just her, her illustrations are funny. You don't even know what she's illustrating and it's funny. She's got like great palette, just energetic and really the humor in it uh, was for me really great. But we did, we, it, it was a long involved process and everybody was involved. So, um, we're so well, happy we had Daphna though. <laughs> oh, Daphna, we love your illustrations. They are just so perfect for the story what mm-hmm. was it about this project that made you want to say yes to working on it? So, yeah, first of all, thank you. I'm really happy that uh, you liked it. Um, <laughs> Hanukkah is my favorite holiday, and it's all about lights and togetherness and family. And I, I think you can really feel it in the story. And also, I could really um, ident- identify or relate to the character of Mendel, who has such good intentions and sometimes sometimes he's just clumsy and I'm also very clumsy in the kitchen <laughs> and it's always a mess. Everyone needs to clean after me. So I really, I, I read it and I loved and I loved it. I felt like it's a great adventure. Yeah, he, Mendel is that character. He does lend himself to being identified with. So, okay, so talking about the word. So the story existed, but... We changed it into a picture book. What was that writing process like? And is this the first story that you've collaborated on together? Yes. Yeah. It's the first time um, we collaborated. Um, I don't know. I just, I loved the idea of turning one of Larry's stories into a book. And um, we basically, like, we didn't have, like, a writing routine where we, like, had two facing desks and computers. And, you know, I think <laughs> it was more that we took a lot of long walks together and talked it out. We came up with this character. We did change a lot of details to make it fit the structure of a picture book. And make okay, it- that makes sense. Harry's blog stories tend to be for, you know, teens and adults. Um, and it was fun. Yeah, we, we, just we, fun we did a lot of laughing and uh, <laughs> right. just kept, kept, kept coming up with new ideas. Yeah. 
So I imagine that the the process when you were writing it, because Hannah, you've written lots of books and lots of picture books. So you're familiar with the process and drafting and how many revisions did you guys work through before you felt like it was, you know, submittable? Yeah. So I I, I don't know the exact number, but several, I, I have a critique group. We call the sensational six and that we meet on face, but we don't meet. I mean, I've met several members of the group in person, but, and Larry's met some of them too. Um, but we don't meet in person. We basically, our, our process is that we each, um, share, it used to be once a month. Now it's whenever you're ready. And I think I went through several versions of it um, and shared it with my critique group. I, I'm the only Jewish one in the group. So it was really heartwarming to me when the other members of my group found it relatable, enjoyable, understandable. Like, you know, I wasn't, you know, I have a glossary in the back, but I wanted to make sure that it was all clear for anyone who's picking up the book. Um, so, yeah, we went through a few rounds of revisions, which is, you know, perfectly normal and I think encouraged <laughs> and, yes <laughs> um, yeah, before my my agent Miranda Paul sent it out to a few publishers and, and luckily Lily <laughs> oh. oh I know we feel exactly the same <laughs> so it sounds like you guys didn't have a specific writing schedule with each other it's kind of just right. organic yeah like Larry works full-time as a pediatrician <laughs> so I'm, I'm at lunch right now I know we're so <laughs> that you're spending your lunch break with us. Oh, thank you. What do you do when you're stuck? When you're writing a story and you're stuck? So I'll often often just kind of push through to finish the story and then look at it the next day to see if there's something I want to revise. It's very rare. In the early days of writing these stories, I used to do it in between patients, the way I envisioned William Carlos Williams used to do it in his office. Like, you know, (laughs) he had a little prescription pad and jot things on it. Yeah. Yeah. Later in the stories, I did them more at home. But in those days, I used to write in between patients and I didn't leave the office at the end of the day until the story was done. Then the next day I would look at it and revise. So I'm going to force myself to finish and then kind of reassess it afterwards. Wow. I Interesting. I don't, really, I don't really get writer's block in that way. I could just talk nonstop and I can write nonstop. It doesn't make it <laughs> good. It just makes it complete. And then afterwards I'll look at it again and think, you know, does this work? Huh. Yeah. My method's different. I have totally different brain, but um, I often get stuck. And it really, I struggle with it. So the things that usually unstick me are swimming. I try to swim on a regular basis and then I don't have distractions of other things in front of me and mm-hmm. try to work out things. My brain is constantly thinking books, right? Mm-hmm. So I try to work out those, you know, words, phrases, uh, spreads that aren't working in my mind and then try to get home quickly to write them down. And, or I, and a nice day like today, I'll go for a long walk and try to, I just feel like being outside helps me get unstuck. I love yeah, absolutely everything you both said. Yes. <laughs> You're speaking to both it's, types of people too. Right. You know, I know. Well, exactly. There are more than two types of people, but you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Larry's, Larry's an idea machine. Like, I really feel like we need to find a time to sit down and, and like see what other ideas he has. To yeah, you should. It's so cool to interview you know, a couple. I know. I, know. I, think I think that's the so second great. time we've done this. We've been married almost 30 years and all of a sudden we realized we could write books together. <laughs> oh my gosh. Amazing. <laughs> Never too late. Never too late. <laughs> well, Lily, what was the editing process like once you acquired the story? Well, I, I, I'm having a hard time remembering, but I think it came in pretty much I mean, these guys are professionals. It came in pretty clean. I think I'm trying to remember the the big sticking points. 
I think there was initially fireworks and we downgraded them to sparklers, but, <laughs> but pretty much it was, it was little, little, little nothings. And, you know, they were always there. You, that's the, the mark of a real professional writer. You don't have, it's not a struggle. You, you say what the issue is and you come five minutes later, you're, you, you get the five options. Um, so, and that's the way it was. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, when she says they, this is they when it comes no, to... No, no, no. I seem to remember <laughs> sizzle, fizzle, I, all those those uh, words uh, for the fireworks. That Larry, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I also want to add that Lily's a very collaborative editor. Um, first of all, that she... We, we went through the illustrator list together. We made... She made amazing... Like, we decided to set it in New York City, the original story. We live in New Jersey. Larry said mm-hmm. all this suburban New Jersey. Right. All, all my stories take place <laughs> but, in New Jersey. But I have New York City, like Lower East Side roots. My grandmother was born on the Lower East Side, like, you know, Jewish neighborhood there. And we loved like 1970s Lower East Side. So like Lily and I, like we created folders together of images to send to Daphna, which we'll get to. But yeah, like at the editing process, there was a lot of back and forth. She was willing to listen to like things I had to say also in terms of both, you know, with the text and the illustration. So it's a very rare and special relationship. Oh, that's that. wonderful. That's so nice. That's the way it yeah, should I, be. I actually, I feel strongly that collaboration makes, you know, many cooks make a, the most delicious meal, so. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I, agree. I do too. So, Daphna, can you give us a look into your illustrative process for this story? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure where to start. I guess we started with the character design, and some characters were more fast, like the character of Bobby. Uh, we found her very uh, easily. I knew I don't want to illustrate like the stereotypical grandmother uh, with a gray bow. And we found her very easy, very easily. But uh, the character of Mendel took some more time. <laughs> we tried different, um, different ages, different clothes uh, at the end. We found him. Uh, and then uh, we decided to walk analog, which means the entire book was drawn with markers. And that wow. was uh, that was challenging, but um, we we felt we felt that it brings lots of uh, sensitivity and humor into the illustrations. And also um I guess kind of a naive uh, feeling that we were looking for and that is really in the story. So at the end, it was really good decision, but during the process, it was more challenging because it's harder to make changes. It's all, you know, made on paper. And, right. Yeah. Daphna was a real trooper. I, I think I, I uh, yes, yeah, so there, there was a split change when we saw the digital and I said, this doesn't have this doesn't have the heart and it was uh, Daphne's line. And when she, when she uses the marker, you could feel the, you could feel it. You could feel the stroke and it just uh, brought it to life. But, and she was a trooper. I'm so sorry. It was a pain in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> it was but worth it. Was it. Worth it. So <laughs> I think so. I think so. I have to say that Lily was always so positive and always so uh, empathic. And uh, it was such a long journey, so it was really meaningful to you know to 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 feel it. And uh, so I'm also very grateful. <laughs> mm. Daphna, you live in Amsterdam, right? And you're from Israel. Yes. yes. 
set these New York scenes so perfectly. That was the next challenging thing that, um, you know, the story takes place in very specific uh, uh, spots in New York and I because it was COVID time I couldn't go there and take pictures myself and I couldn't uh, be there and feel the atmosphere and feel you know the people there so yeah Lily sent me so many different photos from different years and even you know with the cars it, it was really like into the details different kind of cars from this you know specific years and yeah, at the end we found it, but it was a, it was a process. We did a great job. I actually was just in New York recently and I felt as I was looking through those pages, I'm like, oh yeah, that, this is New York. This is, this is it. She's got it. That's great. I'm so happy to hear. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> yes. Do you, do you draw, write, paint every day? Do you have a schedule that you use or is it just kind of when inspiration hits? No, I draw every day. <laughs> I mean... Depends on the project, but right now I'm working on uh, my own film. It's an animated documentary. So yeah, I work every day. And also when I worked on Mendel, it was quite intensive. But yeah, I'm an illustrator and an animator full time. So this is it. (laughs) That's amazing. Lily, we're going to start with you. When someone reads this book, what do you hope they feel or learn? Well, of course, I uh, want kids and frankly, parents too, to recognize that everyone makes mistakes. It's okay. And sometimes they can be miraculous. And, um, you know, that's just universally a great message. But of course, as I mentioned, I'm really, really excited to highlight Orthodox Judaism in a fun and approachable way and, and show the diversity of our community to both Jews and non-Jews. Uh, Daphna, how about you? What do you hope people feel or learn when they read this book? Uh, for me, it's, um, you know, it's uh, about the fear of fail- failing. And what I appreciate about Mendel is that he's not afraid to try. He's not a- a- afraid of challenges. He's-, he's going for it. And sometimes from, you know, the so-called biggest failures, we ha- those are the seeds for the biggest success. So for me, that's the, the main message I want the, the readers the readers to get. Thank you. That, that message That's definitely comes across. One. It really is. All right, Hannah, Larry. Um, so you guys are taking all my answers, um, <laughs> but I love this scene of where he's explaining Hanukkah. So I want kids to learn about Hanukkah, but also um, his message here is that we each have a spark. There's something in each of us that can shine. And I love that message for kids. Yeah, for me, the Jewish storytelling is joy to have a live audience or to know that kids are reading this and experiencing it and having fun. When you write a lot of stories, you expect each one to have a small part of the tapestry and not one big message. And for me, the idea that children are experiencing any part of Hanukkah with a laugh and with fun because they read this story gives me great happiness. A big thank you to Hannah, Larry, Daphna, and Lily for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for Mendel's Hanukkah mess-up. Check out the show notes to learn more about Hannah, Larry, and Daphna. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss an episode. And we would love it if you would leave a review. Thanks for listening and happy looking! Picture Book Look is produced by Kirsty Call and Kim Chafee. Music by James Call.